Daniel chapter 2. It's a long chapter. Um, so we've ob obviously already begun dividing it up into sections. Um, you may recall the, the, the beginning was Nebuchadnezzar said in the, in the second year of, of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, he, he dreamed dreams. May have been the same dream over and over and over again. It, it troubled his spirit. His sleep left him. So he did what any good Babylonian would do. He called in all the wise men, the, the conjurers, the, the, the Chaldeans, the sorcerers, and, and said, okay, I want you to interpret this dream. But he kind of put a new twist on it from, from, from years past. He said, I want you to tell me the dream and then give me the interpretation so he could remove any tricks that they might be planning to play on him. If you were one of the Chaldeans, the wise men, the sorcerers, you probably would have responded the same way that, that those guys did 2,600 years ago. said, so there's no way. And three times he asked them to do that, and, and, and they, they say, you're, you're ridiculous. No wise men, no king has ever asked anything like this. No wise man or sorcerer can do this. You've just, you've just got to tell us what the dream is, and then we will tell you the interpretation. They had books and books and books that gave them dream interpretations. You, you can even see those. Uh, I don't know if anybody can read Akkadian, the, the ancient language, but, but they are available that you can read these interpretations if, if you wish. Nebuchadnezzar, he, he seems to be rather shrewd that, that he knows they're going to just pull something on him and tell him this is what the dream means. He finally, after three times of, of their saying, they can't do it, you're, you're asking the, the impossible. After the third time, he said, okay, that's, that's it. He, he sends his death squad out to kill all the wise men, Chaldeans, sorcerers, enchanters. And verse 12 picks up kind of where that begins. Let's read there just, just for the, the, the context. Starting in verse 12, it says, Because of this, that was the, the, the wise men saying no emphatically over and over to the king. Because of this, the king was angry and very furious. And he commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. So the decree went out, and the wise men were about to be killed, and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Then Daniel replied with prudence and discretion to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He declared to Arioch, the king's captain, why is the decree of the king so urgent? Then Arioch made the matter known to Daniel. And Daniel went in and requested the king to appoint him a time that he might show the interpretation to the king. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning the mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. 
Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the God, the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of our fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what you ask of me. For you have made known to us the king's matter. Therefore, Daniel went in to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show the king the interpretation. Then Arioch brought in Daniel before the king in haste and said thus to him, I have found among the exiles of Judah a man who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king declared to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream that I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered the king and said, No wise men, enchanters, magicians, or astrologers can show to the king the mystery that the king has asked. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head as you lay in bed are these. To you, O king, as you lay in bed came thoughts of what would be after this. And he who reveals mysteries made known to you what is to be. But as for me, this mystery has been revealed to me not because of any wisdom that I have more than than all the living, but in order that the interpretation may be known to you, the king, that you may know the thoughts of your mind. Daniel lived a pretty exciting life. One um, commentator titled this, this chapter, Interesting Times. I mean, for Daniel to end up in Babylon accidentally, coincidentally, he just ends up there in Babylon, goes through the school soon after going through a three-year program that Nebuchadnezzar designed to indoctrinate, to brainwash, to, to gain uh, workers of... Uh, I don't know. Workers is the best word I can come up with on short notice. Workers for those to, who help him uh, indoctrinate other Israelites who are coming. Soon thereafter, all of a sudden, he's, he's there probably in the morning because Nebuchadnezzar was dreaming at night and he called in all these wise men. They go back and forth and, and Daniel's sitting there, knock, knock, knock on the door. There's Arioch. What, what do you need? He goes, I'm here to kill you and rip you apart, and then we're going to bulldoze your house. And, and Daniel's like, whoa, why is this so urgent? Why is the king's decree so, so harsh? And then he explains it to him. All that happened just by chance, right? That Daniel just happened to be there? 
No, you know there are no coincidences that, that, that God had already prepared his plan for what's going on. And he has Daniel right in the place he needs to be at, at that moment. Daniel hears this decree from Nebuchadnezzar from, from Arioch, the, the number one henchman, the, the captain of the king's guards. And, and, and Daniel, it says that when he hears this decree, it's, it's urgent. Some, some translations say, it's, why is it so harsh? It is rather harsh, right? I mean, just because you can't tell the king his dream, that's, that's a death penalty a crime? It, it, it shows what kind of despot, really, that, that Nebuchadnezzar is. Sometimes we, 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 we focus so much on God's working and God's sovereignty and what Daniel does when we read the book of Daniel that we, we overlook... He's in a, a, a bad environment setting. Nebuchadnezzar is an evil king. He's, he's already uh, made one uh, captivity, exile, taken captives from, 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 from Judah, Jerusalem, Israel. There's going to be two more coming that, that Nebuchadnezzar is in no way a, a, a good guy. He sends this henchman to, to gather Daniel and the other, the, his friends, the other three, Hananiah, Misael, and Azariah, they're part of the wise men that are going uh, to be killed. When, when Arioch reaches there and he tells Daniel, how did Daniel respond? So that he responded to him in with prudence and discretion. I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, he he. What would you have done? Slam the door in his face? Run out the back? Go, you know, hope there's a window and there aren't guards out there, you know, that we don't know, but you know. Ariok's probably got his SWAT team surrounding all of these people. There's, there's no escaping. And, and Daniel... It's mine. It's, that, that's, my para, that's the Dave paraphrase, the bulldozer part. But he said, we're going to make your house a, you know, a heap of rubble. I think the King James said a dung heap. I mean, it's, it's, you might as, they might as well be bulldozing it. It's just practice for 15 years from now when they're going to destroy the temple, uh, you know, that, that they have some means of tearing apart houses and temples and city walls. and, and um, But, yeah, bulldozing was sort of me just... Okay. So Daniel goes, he asks... Let me go in and talk to the king. Now, what has been the king's uh, position or attitude or mentality up until this point? I mean, when the wise men said, tell us the dream, he said, no, 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 no. You are trying to buy time. What is Daniel asking for? Time. The king wouldn't give his own wise men, time, 
but the king gives Daniel time. Why? Daniel's <clears throat> so, so Daniel's attitude is different than the Chaldeans, but Daniel also knows nobody can do this, but he also knows God can do this, and God gives Daniel favor in the sight of the king. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. The king did not want to hear it from the Chaldeans, but God moved Nebuchadnezzar's heart to allow him, him to allow Daniel time to, uh, to, to show the interpretation. And he's going to show him the dream, the dream also. So once Daniel gets that extra time or that time, what does he do? He says he goes to his house, and he, he, he goes to Hananiah, Misael, and Azariah. Daniel's name means what? God is my judge. Now look at who he goes to see. Hananiah, the Lord is gracious. Misael, who is like God? Azariah, the Lord is my helper. Daniel goes to the equivalent of Murderer's Row, the 1927 Yankees, for his prayer partners. He's, he go, he's got Misael helping him. Misael's name means who is like God. Azariah, the Lord is my helper. I mean, he has the, if their names are any indication of their spirituality and their relationship with God, and I really think it is, and we're going to even learn more about that if we ever get to chapter 3 of who these guys are. He, he has some pretty good prayer partners. These are the three wise men. The A-team. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, okay, what is this? And, and I don't know why I came up with Murderer's Row. Um, <laughs> And then I thought, well, maybe the Pony Express of the, of the you know, the SMU backfield in the late 70s and, and 80s, because I, I had this guy I work with. He, he knows a couple of them. He played with them. Anyhow, that's one of those worthless sports illustrations. But he, he has these, these prayer partners. What, what can we glean from that? And, and, and I know we probably need to be careful. It's like, well, be selective on who you pray with. That's not what, I don't think that's what uh, we're, we're, we're to glean from that. But sometimes there are those around us that we, we need to ask to pray with, with us, that, that we need to, to uh, be in solidarity with to agree with on the things that we, are, that we are asking God. So they go in and they pray. What are they, what does Daniel tell them to pray for? Okay, don't end the sentence with a preposition. For what does Daniel say, ask them to pray? To seek mercy from the God of heaven. 
Now, the Babylonians worshipped the heavens, the stars, the, the, the constellations. Daniel's saying, we're going to seek mercy from the God of the heavens, the God who created the heavens. He's, they've gone through this three years of Nebuchadnezzar's training to learn all the literature, wisdom, and, 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 and habits, whatever, of the, the, the Babylonians. But he still, it really hasn't changed his view of who God is. And, and I think he, he realizes that I'm here, we're here for a reason. God, this didn't just happen, that God allowed Nebuchadnezzar. You know, in chapter 1, we saw God gave Jehoiakim into the hand of, of Nebuchadnezzar. So they are to seek mercy. Why? So that they and the other wise men won't be destroyed, that they won't be killed. And, and, and the, the narrative moves real fast. I can imagine writing something like this in, in high school English or, you know, like the first two semesters of college English, when I was doing it, they were like, one of them you wrote like five or six themes, and one of them, the next one you wrote this, this term paper. Not my finest moments, according to Dr. Sink. And then... Look how he's, then, 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 then. You know, he, he started his way too many sentences starting with the word then. But it, but it just shows you how it's in order and how it's happening succinctly. You know, um, Daniel said, why are you here? Why is this decree so urgent? Then, Arioch made the matter known to him. Then, Daniel went to his house. Then, they, they prayed. Verse 19, then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Think about that for a minute. What happened in, in all of that? Daniel went to Hananiah, Misael, Azariah. They prayed for God's mercy. God revealed the mystery to Daniel when and how and where and, 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 and in what way? In a vision of the night. What is a vision of the night? I mean, sometimes we think in, in, in when the Bible is describing a vision is something you see during the daytime when you're awake, and a dream is something you see when you're asleep. But a vision of the night, there are, there are a lot of, of, of scholars that say they prayed and went to sleep. And Daniel had a dream, a vision of the night, that he's saying that they prayed for God's mercy and were so, what, comforted, so trusting that they felt so good about it that they went to sleep. Now, could you have gone to sleep? Okay, you don't have to answer. I'll answer. I, I don't think I would have been able to go to sleep. But they prayed, and then it, uh, it looks like Daniel, they, they went to sleep. Now, this could have been 4 o'clock in the morning. We're not really told when, but that he went to sleep. God gave him a vision, and then what happened? Daniel got up immediately, ran to Nebuchadnezzar, and told him what the dream was. No, that's not what happened. He said, then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Now, notice how much is recorded about Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah about their prayer. 
just a couple of words. Daniel said, we, we need to seek the mercy of the Lord. So they do that. Notice how much is recorded about Daniel's response to God's answer of the prayer. It says Daniel, he, he blessed the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the, to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might, and have made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. It's, it's Daniel's psalm. Daniel, he, it begins with Daniel's prayer, and, and it moves to Daniel's worship after that, after that prayer is, is answered. What is, he, what is he saying in this, in this psalm? How is, how is he worshiping God? What, what, what do you see in, in, in Daniel's words of, of praise? That God is, is, is the answer. God is the only one who can answer this. Nebuchadnezzar has set up this, this demand, this challenge, more than a challenge, because the challenge you can, okay, I didn't win. Neb this is life and death for Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, the other wise men. Nebuchadnezzar has decreed this. Daniel knew there was only one way out, that God was the sole answer, and, and he, when he gets that answer, he doesn't go immediately. He takes the time to praise God for, for what God has done. Do we always do that? It, I mean, have you ever prayed for something and, 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 and you got a favorable answer or, or, or God delivered you from something and then it was like 10 minutes later, two days later, you realize, oh, I didn't thank God for what he did. I mean, yeah, find my keys. There they are. Okay, I'm out of here. Oops. It could be that simple. I mean, because there's a lot of times when I'll go on a job and it's like this is going to be a mess. I you know, and I'll pray, God, help me make it through this. And, 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 and then it'll happen. I'll be driving back. It's like, oh, I, f I forgot to, to thank the Lord for, you know, giving me the wisdom, the, the, you know, the ability to do that and for moving those people's heart that they accepted what I had done e even. And, but, but Daniel doesn't do that. He says, bless the name of the Lord forever and ever. You know, the character, the name uh, of God. It's, it's through God that we have wisdom. That God changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and, and, and sets down kings. He removes kings and he sets up kings. You know, the, 
what a passage for a, a, a leap year, a presidential election year. You know, half of the people are going to be totally upset and the other half are going to be e elated. And it's like, you know, God raises up who is the king, the, the president. And, and it might not always be the one that we think it should be. I mean, it's probably like a 50-50 deal that every four years or eight years, it's my guy did not win. But God raises them up. Why? Why did God give Nebuchadnezzar, Jehoiakim, into Nebuchadnezzar's hand? You know, God was punishing Israel. Okay, what? He, Daniel praises God. He, he's acknowledging that only God could do this. But what else, what little thing, I say it's a little thing, that, that he praises God for his power, his wisdom. He, he, he acknowledges and proclaims that God alone controls the world events, whether it's the seasons, the times, or if it's the king. What, but what else does God do that Daniel is saying? Okay, verse 23, he says, to you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise. So Daniel is, is thanking God and praising God, but he says, you have given me wisdom and might and have made known to me. God not only has wisdom and might, controls these things, sits on his throne, but he, he is also involved with people. God gave Daniel the answer. What did the Babylonian wise men say when Nebuchadnezzar said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to tell me the dream, tell me what I dreamed, and then tell me the interpretation. And they said, no, no wise man, no enchanter, no sorcerer, nobody but the gods can do this, and they don't dwell among men. Daniel's God does dwell among men, and he speaks to them. He reveals to Daniel, to us, his wisdom and, and, and his might. So, so Daniel takes the time to, to worship after this, this answer to his prayer. Then, verse 24, he goes and he, and he tells Arioch, don't destroy the wise men, but take me to the king and, and I will show the king his interpretation. Okay. Right, it wasn't just Daniel. That, that's a good point. And, and we're going to see that humility, I think, even, even more in, in, in the next section. But that he says, so, so God shares that with all four of his children in, in this case. 
Very, very, very good point. So Daniel calls Arioch, says, okay, don't destroy the, the wise men. Verse 25, Arioch goes in, says he goes in in haste. He's got good news, right? He goes in in haste. And, and, he's, and Arioch says, God has revealed a man who can show the king his, his, his dream. Oh, no, no, no. I got that wrong. That was another one of my paraphrases. Arioch goes in and does what? He does what? He takes the credit. Probably what, we're not going to raise hands on who would have done like Arioch, but, you know, it's like, I have found a man who can show the king his interpretation. Daniel had done that? Arioch made, in verse 15, he, he told Daniel what this is all about. Daniel went in and requested a time. Yeah, I don't know. Did Arioch keep going and saying, okay. Somehow Arioch does halfway believe Daniel, that Daniel can do this. I mean, God gave Daniel favor in the sight of Arioch. Here is this teenage Jewish boy. He's just, I mean, he's probably... 20 or less, may not even be shaven yet. And, and Arioch knocks on his door and says, you know, come on, we're going. Where are we going? Well, we're going to, you know, tear everybody from limb from limb. It's going to be a busy afternoon. Got to get started. Let's go. And, and Daniel, it says he replied to him it, with prudence and discretion. And, and God moved Arioch's heart too. And, he, and, and Arioch trusted that Daniel could do what Daniel says he can do, Daniel's basing it all not on Daniel's power, but on God's power. So I don't know. Did he take him to see him or did he just, um, Daniel goes in and asks for permission to request a time. So if he did, okay, if Daniel goes in and asks for time and then Arioch goes into the king and says, I found a man does the king remember, oh, I saw him yesterday. You didn't do this. Is, does that make sense? You following that? Was that what you were saying and it took me 10 minutes to figure it? Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And, but Arioch apparently, apparently doesn't get in, into problem. He goes in, I found a man among the exiles of Judah. And the king then, the, the king asks Daniel, God is my judge, whose name was Belteshazzar uh, in, in Babylonian circles. Are you able to do this? So he's, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar's got to be sitting on the edge of his seat. Are you able to do this? He's, he's wanting this to happen. And what does Daniel say? Yeah, of course I can. I mean, the first words out of his mind, mouth is No. Nebuchadnezzar's, I mean, if he's got a short fuse, it is already lit and he is ready to, to pounce. What do you mean no? Daniel says no. Daniel may be talking real fast or <laughs> really fast to get all this in before Nebuchadnezzar realizes that he's heard no. Daniel says no. No, no, no wise man, enchanter, magician, an astrologer can show the king what he has asked. But 
it's that but God phrase. But there is a God of heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has made known to Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the latter days. And, 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 and then Daniel tells him, as you lay in bed, your, the thoughts of what would be after this, and he who reveals mysteries made known to you what, what it's going to be. The, as for me, this mystery has not been revealed to me, not because of any, has been revealed to me, not because of any wisdom that I have more than all the living, but in order that the interpretation might be known to you and that you may know the thoughts of your mind. So Daniel tells Nebuchadnezzar, this is not me. There is a God in heaven who has revealed the mystery. And it's not because I'm any wiser than, than anybody else who is living. It's, it's, these things are made known to you that you may know the thoughts of your mind. W what does that mean? What is he saying to Nebuchadnezzar? Okay, I'll give you a, you tell me if this is right. Nebuchadnezzar is telling, no, Daniel is telling Nebuchadnezzar, God has revealed this to you. Keep, keep going, keep going. God is concerned. We're, we're going to read next week what the dream is. A stone uncut by human hands. And this is all moving toward chapter 4 when, when Nebuchadnezzar uh, goes crazy. But God is concerned with Nebuchadnezzar. God has a plan other than just using Nebuchadnezzar as an instrument of discipline for his children, the house of Israel. God is also showing Nebuchadnezzar. God has a concern for Nebuchadnezzar. God gave him this dream that he might know, that he might see what's going to happen in the latter days, but, but also he's preparing Nebuchadnezzar for what's, happening, what's going to happen in chapter 4. I think at the end of chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar becomes a true believer in Yahweh, the God of Israel. Now, some would say, no, he doesn't. He's just saying this. And even in this chapter, we see hints toward that. It's kind of a step for Daniel to say that. Daniel probably didn't have a hard time believing that God loved Gentiles too. But times throughout, the, the, the Israelites were like, we are God's chosen people. You know, but the promise to Abraham was that, that they would be a light to all nations. And here God is demonstrating that, that he loves Nebuchadnezzar even as bad as, as Nebuchadnezzar is. And he says, I, God is showing you this, revealing this mystery. So how do you, what is Daniel in this moment? How is he, what virtue is he demonstrating? Humility. He could have, you know, Nebuchadnezzar said, I'm going to give great riches to whoever can tell me this dream. 
And, and, but Daniel credits God first. It's as if he, he's going to get those great riches and that position. But, but I don't think Daniel really cared for that so much as he wanted Nebuchadnezzar to know there is a real God in heaven. And it's, none, it's not Marduk. It's not Baal. It's none of the gods that the ba Babylonians worship. It is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, and he's, he's demonstrating just, just the humility, you know, that is a, a virtue. Benjamin Franklin said uh, in, in concerning humility, he said, I cannot boast of much success in acquiring the reality of this virtue, but... I had a good deal with regard to the appearance of it. They got a, I mean, he's, this is, what, 300 years old, 250? Okay, let's forget the math. What he's saying is that we are not truly humble, but we are good at faking it. You know, that, that, Oh, are you humble? Oh, yeah, I'm the most humble person that I know. Well, then you're really not. But, but Daniel is, is truly demonstrating that humility. What is Daniel's hum pride or lack of it? What is, what's the comparison? Or what's the... Um, Daniel is humble. Why? Because he knows who he is in relationship to God. God can do these things. It's, it's like the hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. And it says, I pour contempt on all my pride. When we look at the cross, we realize we, we are nothing, that, that our pride is, is, is contemptible. We shouldn't have pride in anything because God did everything. Okay, we'll start in verse 31 next week. It says that that's when Daniel tells Nebuchadnezzar, this is what you dreamed and this is what, and this is what, it, what it means. What, what else can we can we glean from this? I mean, we kind of, we kind of covered some of the things um, just, just as we were going that, that God actually had fellowship with, with Daniel, Hananiah, Misael, and Azariah, that he revealed this to him, that God reveals things to his children. What has God revealed to us? It's, his, it's in his word. Do we pursue God's wisdom? And how does one pursue God's wisdom? Prayer. I thought that, that Diana's prayer request was so timely for this passage of asking for God's wisdom and knowing that I need, some, I need wisdom that's far greater than mine So we, we, we pursue it. And how do we pursue it? By prayer, 
by, by reading God's Word? What, what did James say about wisdom? If any man, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask and he'll receive. What, what was just immediately before that in James 1, 2? He's like, count it all joy when you go through tribulation. And then he moves on to, if, if anyone lacks wisdom, so it's in, in whatever our circumstance, if we are going through trials and tribulation, ask God for wisdom. And, and he's going to give us wisdom. Seek God's wisdom, not, not your own. And it's, and, and it's how much time, like divide out your week, how much time did I spend last week in seeking God's wisdom versus the other things that I did? Now, I stole that from somebody. I think it was Sinclair Ferguson. It's like, okay, that's, it's just something to ponder. You know, at what point do I begin to seek God's wisdom? You know, we, we, we really need it all the time. Not just for those big decisions, di discussions, uh, but that we need it all the time. Any other observations before we, before we go? Let's pray and then we'll, we'll be dismissed. Father, we just thank you because in you is all wisdom and power that you control the times and the seasons, that you set up kingdoms and bring down kingdoms. God, that your purpose and, and will is perfect. God, may we seek to, to, to know your will. May our desire be to live according to your will as, as it is for our lives. And God, may we not look to ourselves for wisdom, but that may we look always to you, knowing that you are the source of, of true wisdom. In Christ's name I pray, amen.